0: Alright, everybody, welcome in and welcome back. Season two, episode ten, AKA our forty-fourth show. We have a special feature today, and the reason for that is because unfortunately, Andy was unable to make the podcast this week. So you guys get a solo show for the first time ever. Forty-four episodes in, you guys get to listen to me ramble on and on and on. Just me today. So let's dive right into it. Barcelona, as we normally do, we're starting off, and Barcelona had a fantastic week. Barcelona beat Real Betis 5-0, and the newcomers showed up and they showed out. Jao Felix and Jao Cancelo both scored in the game, and Jao Felix looked like the star. Atletico Madrid were hoping he would be, and Chelsea hoped he would be. He had an opening goal, where he knocked the ball around the keeper and from a super tight angle slotted it home for the opener. And then he had a step over later on a ball through to Lewandowski that fooled the defenders. And Lewandowski put it past the keeper for two. And both those goals happened in the first half. And then later, Ferran Torres scored Barcelona's first free kick goal since Lionel Messi in May of 2021, which is absolutely insane. But the monkeys off the back... They have, they're have they off the schneid, and Ferran Torres gets that free kick goal, so great for him. And then Rafinha came on as a sub, and he scored from the top of the box for goal number four, slotted it home with his left foot, and Barcelona were just dominant throughout this entire game. Jao Cancelo ended up scoring the fifth one after running three-quarters of the length of the field, fooled his defender, fake shot off the left foot, pulled it back to his right foot, slotted it past the keeper for five and oh my gosh, it was just, it was all Barcelona all the time. And yeah, it was, it was a great result against a team who going into this game was tied for fourth in the league. Real Betis was, was looking good this season, but Barcelona was just too much. And the fact that you're getting these results without Gundogan, without Pedri, without, uh, Ronald Araujo in the lineup. I mean, it just, it looks great. I mean, it's so nice to have a right back that actually knows how to play right back. Sergio Roberto does not have to be out of position there anymore. Barcelona do have, and Xavi does have the option of putting Jules Koundé in that right back position if he wants to, but Jules Koundé played great as a center back throughout this entire game. That's his more natural position, and he likes it there. They look great. In this game, there is one moment where Alejandro Balde, nutmegged the defender, gave the ball to Jao Cancelo, who then nutmegged the defender and then um the the Wonder Kid, whose name is escaping me for right now for Barcelona, the sixteen year old then nutmegged another player, so three nutmegs in a row, four Barcelona players, uh Yamal that is his name, and uh, it was just it looked like the Barcelona of old, and I'm not gonna get too high on this game because it's one game. And it's just, I, I just, I can't get too high. I can't get too high. It's still early in the season. We still have a long season to go, but this result, it gives Chavi options. Chabi can play Ferran Torres and Joao Felix in that in those attacking options. He can play Laminya He can play Rafinha. He can play his four midfielder setup that he likes to play with, with Pedri and Gavi and Frankie Dion, Gunduan Romelu, Sergio Roberto, if he wants to throw him in there at that central defensive midfielder, it it gives a options. So Barcelona looking good so far, but I'm not going to get too high on it, especially because we have Champions League starting this week. Tomorrow, Barcelona go up against Antwerp and Barcelona have to get through the knockout stage. They have an easy, they have one of the easiest groups. They, they, they just, they have to, they just, they have to. And if they don't, Chavi eh, could be on the hot seat. He could. I don't. I don't. I wouldn't put him there, but a lot of Barcelona fans are going to put him there. So, you know, I'm really excited for the game tomorrow. Let's see how they do. Uh, another La Liga match coming up at the end of the week. So we'll we'll see how they do. But I'm I'm liking I'm liking how things are looking so far. Now, since Andy is not here. I'm going to cover Manchester United. And if he listens to this later, he's probably not going to like what I have to say because it was just, it was poor play. It was really poor play from a team that needed to win. Your team doesn't step up. I mean, obviously Manchester United is riddled with injuries right now and it's it's tough to watch. It's tough to see, but a 3-1 loss to Brighton. Brighton's a good team, but you're you're supposed to be a perennial top four, top five club. If you cannot beat teams like Brighton in games like this, at home, God, just I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of things on social media. A lot of Manchester United fans are are having doomsday reactions to this loss. Like people saying, "End the season. This is awful." Just yeah, everyone's really, really down in Manchester United right now. It seems the midfield, the defense just didn't look good enough. Rashford. Bernardo Silva or not Bernardo Silva no, uh Bruno Fernandez. No. Yeah. Bruno Fernandez. I don't know why where my brain went to, to Bernardo Silva there, but Bruno Fernandez just, just weren't good enough. I mean, Rashford had a couple of opportunities, but your captain and your best playmaker have to step up in games like this. And I know it's tough if you're not getting the service that you need, if the defense is focusing on you, but Great players find ways to win great players find ways to step up in these sort of games and and they just they just didn't they just didn't <laughs> what makes this result all the worse too Manchester United has Bayern Munich knocking on their door for Wednesday, and yeah it just it just does not look good. It does not look good for the boys the boys in red, and I'm sorry to Andy. I, I just don't see it getting better. I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. I think they have to get healthy, but it's just, it's not looking good. Not looking good for the boys in red. So we'll, we will see, we'll see how they do going forward, especially in that game against Bayern Munich. And uh, it's time for our vibe check across the league. And as always, we are going to start with the Bundesliga. First off, Bayern Munich and Leverkusen had a clash of giants, top two teams in the league this year. Leverkusen looks great under the, the manager of Xabi Alonso, former Real Madrid player. And yeah, he just, he looks like he has his Leverkusen side firing on all cylinders. Now, a little bit of controversy late with Leverkusen getting a penalty and scoring on it to tie the game 2-2, but it was back-and-forth action. Both teams had tons of chances. Probably could have had three, four, five goals for each team, honestly. Um, but got a tie, and I think Leverkusen, based on how they're looking so far to start the season, could contend with Bayern Munich to dethrone them for... <laughs> the the Bundesliga title, <laughs> which is just crazy. Again, I think that Bayern Munich has won the Bundesliga for, I think, 12 years in a row now it is. It's just, it's nuts. It's nuts. So that's uh, that's what's going on in Germany right now. Moving over to Spain, the comeback kids, Real Madrid, do it again. They do it again, and they do it again, and they do it again. They They stay perfect perfect with a 2-1 win over Real Real Sociedad Real Sociedad scored in the 5th minute of the game had opportunities they they honestly dominated Real Madrid for the first 15 to 20 minutes Real Madrid then settled in got two goals back in the in the second half but this time it was not it was not Jude Bellingham which is kind of surprising based on how the season has gone so far for him but it was Valverde and Joselu in the second half who who got two great goals I mean I'm going to call it how I see it it was two great goals, and Real Madrid end up winning 2-1. They stay top of the league with 15 points. Barcelona and Girona are tied for second with 13 points. Surprise, Girona are, are sticking around in that second spot, but they've been looking, looking good so far this season through the first five games. And Atletico Madrid ended up losing badly to Valencia 3-0, so they dropped to mid-table with that loss. We'll have to see how things shake out. Real Madrid started off really hot last year and ended up tailing off. Kind of crashing and crashing and burning towards the end of the season last year in La Liga. So we'll see how they how they do moving forward. They definitely look more youthful, more energetic than they did last year, though. So we will see. We will see how they do. Moving on to Italy. We have Inter. Wow, what a I mean. Inter, what a game Inter had Had it, just a five to one win over your rival. And it was not close. It was not close. Inter looked like the better team. It looked like they were playing against a, an MLS team. You know, I, I don't, I don't mean to poo poo on the MLS, but compared to the top, top teams in Europe, you're just, it's just not there. But Inter was passing the ball around Milan. Like they were standing still. And it was just gorgeous goal after gorgeous goal for Inter. And with that win, they are alone atop the league. Then there's Juve, then Milan is after that loss. And then Lecce. Lecce did get a draw in their last game. So they they dropped to fourth. But they're hanging around. They're hanging around. Don't count them out. Love a Cinderella story. I would love to see them win the league. That would be that would be super cool. But you know, it's it's tough. It's tough after a a draw like that. You know, you got to keep pace with the big boys. You just, you you just, you have to. And and Napoli coming in at fifth uh, with only seven points with two wins, a loss and a draw through four games, you know, for a team that ran away with the league last year, like things change year to year. I understand that, but just interesting to see that they're struggling a little bit early on. So Inter looks like the team to beat through the first four games of, of the season. And then we're going to hop hop across the channel, well, I guess back through France and then across the channel, going into the Premier League. You know who is still at the top, Manchester City. Come on, Cete. Sorry, Andy, but I I had to do it. They they are still undefeated. They are still looking like the most dominant team in the Premier League, but Arsenal, Liverpool and Tottenham are right on their heels with 13 points. And honestly, Tottenham Tottenham had a fantastic comeback. I mean, they really did two goals in the 90 plus minute and it just they Tottenham look look reborn. Ange Ball looks like it is working out for them, but it's just Yeah, like I said, they they look they look reborn and they just look they look better obviously compared to last year. But it's weird to think that they might be better without without Harry Kane, which does not make sense. Doesn't make sense at all. But you know, there just seems like there's a gel. There's there's just something there that has not been at Tottenham in a a while you know, since the days of uh, Ponchettino that were there when they had that great Champions League run and they fell just short in the semifinals. But, yeah, it's just, it was crazy to see those two goals with Richarlison in in the 90-plus-8 minute, Kulisevsky in the 90-plus-10. And, you know, against a Sheffield United team that you should beat, but as we know with the Premier League, it's hard to beat anybody week in, week out. And you know, Sheffield United has only has one point on the season so far, but you gotta beat the team that's in front of you. And they held Tottenham in check throughout the entirety of the game, but Tottenham found a way. Tottenham found a way late. And you know, you gotta you gotta win the games against even the 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 mid to bottom table teams especially if you want to if you want to finish top 4 if you want to get back into Champions League football and who knows one of those three teams between Arsenal, Liverpool and Tottenham like we're talking about might end up challenging Manchester City for the league title. They might. It's hard to say if they will for sure, but they might. You just got to keep you got you got to keep hanging around. Hang around, hang around, hang around, hopefully Man City slips up. Hopefully when you play them you either draw or find a way to beat them and that's that's how you win league titles. So, and then the biggest surprise, Manchester United down to 13th place with only 6 points through their first 5 games. It's it's tough to be a United fan right now. I don't envy Andy. I don't envy any of the Manchester United fans cuz it's it's tough to watch. And it's it's not fun supporting a team when they're when they're tough to watch for sure. All right, we're going to go back across the channel. I don't know why we went over France to England and then back to France, but we're going back to France. And Ligue 1, I don't care about Ligue 1. Since Messi doesn't play there anymore, I don't care. But guess what? PSG lost to Nice 3-2. Kylian Mbappe scored two goals, but guess what, dude? You're the only player on that team right now. You are the only player on that team. And you, by yourself, are not good enough to carry this team. I'm sorry, But the proof's in the pudding. You lost to a Nice team that looked good—not great, good—but you lost to a Nice team three-two. Your defense is terrible. Donnarumma is not as good as people thought that he was going to be, and you know you're down to fifth place now. Yes, it's still early. Yes, there's still a lot of league game to you know league games to play. But Kylian Mbappe, you are not good enough by yourself to carry this team. PSG honestly looks like Barcelona towards the end of Messi's time there where, honestly, Barcelona tried to do the same thing PSG did. They tried to build super teams. They tried to buy their way to championships, and it didn't work. It did not work. And now you see the fallout where with Messi not being there anymore, Neymar not being there anymore. You have, what, Dembele there who hasn't done anything since joining PSG. And it's basically Mbappe trying to carry 10 other guys on his back. And I'm sorry, Mbappe, but you just, you just can't, you can't, you're not messy playing in the MLS. The competition is too good in these top European teams, in these top European leagues. And PSG is going to struggle. And I think if PSG continue to struggle, I think Mbappe is gone after this year. I think he's gone. I think he pieces out. Uh, If he pieces out, I really hope he doesn't go to Real Madrid because that would be really difficult for Barcelona, but that would make those showdowns epic. Uh, But yeah, it's it's tough. If you're a PSG fan, sorry, Chris. If you're a PSG fan, it is not looking good for you right now. It's just not. So they dropped to fifth and are looking rough. I'm going to do, since Andy's not here, I'm going to do a quick MLS segment. Inter-Miami faced off against Atlanta United in the regular season of the MLS. No Messi, more problems, as Inter-Miami lose for the first time since Messi joined the squad. But Messi was not a part of the team. He was coming back from the international break playing for Argentina, so he did not join the team. He did not play. And a 5-2 loss... Campana had a wonder goal to open the scoring for Inter Miami, but after that it was all Atlanta United and I don't know, it it just looked like the team did not believe. It just looked like they didn't believe, like they're like, "Oh gosh, we don't have Messi, we have no chance. We we just we can't do it." And that's what it looked like. It it was rough. It was rough, it was rough to watch as a Messi fan as an Inter Miami Kind of fringe fans. It's messy plays there. I'm not going to call myself a true fan, but just just a tough one, tough one for them. And the the biggest shock to me was seeing Atlanta FC throwing shade at Inter Miami for for not bringing their whole squad. They literally said next time send your whole squad in a tweet or a whatever they call it now after the game. And what's funny is that the last time in the in the Nations Cup or the whatever cup that they they played when Inter Miami sent their whole squad and sent Messi Inter Miami won 4-0 and it wasn't close it was an absolute thrashing so Atlanta maybe uh maybe pump your pump your brakes cool your jets a little bit after getting a win against a messiless Inter Miami team and remember Inter Miami was dead last in the league before Messi joined so cool it, cool it just, a, just a little bit. So that, that is our vibe check across the leagues. And we we have a little bit of a, of a quicker, quicker pod today. Cause it's just my thoughts, just my, just my uh, ramblings, my monologuing here. So we're going to move on to my favorite segment as we always close the show. Super subs and super duds. My super sub of the week is going to be Trossard for Arsenal, who came on for Martinelli, who got injured in the 24th minute. He he stepped up, had a banger in the 69th minute to win the game for Arsenal and to keep pace with Manchester City, Liverpool, and Tottenham for those top four spots in the Premier League. And I know Andy doesn't like Arsenal, but I like them. I like them. They're fun. They're fun to watch. I like Liverpool. Liverpool is fun to watch. So is Tottenham. All three of those teams are fun to watch. I also like City. So for me, I'm enjoying the top four. I'm enjoying the top four of the Premier League right now. So, you know, it's it's been good ball. And I think those, two, those four teams are going to absolutely duke it out. And they've looked like the best four teams in the Premier League for sure. So... My my super dud of the week is going to be Atlanta United. I mean, come on, guys! Like, have a little class. You're gonna you're gonna poke the bear. You're gonna make Messi mad for you know not showing up. You're gonna be like, oh yeah, send your whole squad next time. It's like, chill, chill. Don't make Messi mad. Don't make that a rivalry because as long as Messi's playing for for Inter Miami, if he's playing in the game, you you're gonna lose. You're gonna lose, and Again, if the first meeting was any was any indication four nil absolute beatdown, just just don't just don't. Just don't. I don't I don't understand why teams would do that, but hey, bulleted board material for, for Miami uh, as they move forward here for the rest of the MLS season. But guys that guys and gals, that's gonna do it for me. Thank you for for listening to this shorter podcast here. Thank you for listening to my ramblings first solo pod of, of the super subs. And it's, it's weird. It's weird. Cause being a, being a super sub, I like uh, being able to bounce some ideas off of Andy with him not being here, but he, he should be back next week as we cover our, our team's champions league results, the, the rest of the champions league results, as well as getting into weeks five slash six of league play. So stay tuned for that. Good luck to all of your teams in Champions League, Europa League coming up here and in league play. So that's going to do it for me. Thank you guys again for listening. I want to wish you guys a big old bye.